We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody whose joke didn't land well with her partner. But before we begin, we just want well, to give you our... it was about his penis, so... <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was about his penis. It was about his penis. Uh, Happy 2024, folks! <laughs> <laughs> but before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are not. We are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So p- still, we're not... We're still not trained in any of this five years in. Uh, so please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. But as I said, as I interrupted Sam in the intro, see, some things never change. Um It's 2024. It's the first episode of the year. And for our check-in topic this week, We thought, of course, we could talk about our resolutions or goals looking forward into the new year. If you want to hear some reflections about the last year, you can subscribe to our Patreon. I think we talked about that in our last week's episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think you and I have a couple like resolutions or goals we can share and then we'll dive into this juicy letter. That's right. You want to start? Yeah. Um, My first one is... um, not demanding constant improvement from myself. Um, I actually, I got this idea cause I was uh, doing a meditation on the calm app. Uh, and one of the things that the person was talking about was like that we sort of hold ourselves to like really intense standards that we're like constantly doing better all the time, which I think is like, a it's tied to capitalism. It's tied to like ideas around like, we should be constantly growing and constantly getting better. So I'm really trying to give myself the space to not have to feel like I need to learn from everything and make it better in the future. And instead just kind of be like, what does it look like for me to 
take care of myself and maintain myself rather than like trying to just kind of like keep going as fast as possible and in the best way possible all the time. I love that so much, especially because one of the biggest things I learned from you this year on the podcast, you said it a couple of months ago on the show, um, or maybe it was a Patreon episode. It was basically like the letter writer had done something regretful and mm. was like trying to like forgive themselves and move forward. And you said, if you have compassion for yourself, it's it's actually easier to hold yourself accountable to the person you want to be. Yep. First, you have to have compassion and mm -hmm. then you can have the tough love, the accountability, the change. You know, you need the softness before you strengthen yourself, sure. before you change yourself. So I love the idea that like this will actually lead to more growth or at least like nourishment for yourself if you don't demand excellence or change or growth all the time of yourself and instead offer up compassion first i think that's a great goal mm -hmm. yeah thank you okay what's You're your welcome. goal that's so genuine <laughs> um so on like a more universal level i have you know nothing makes you aware of how much how fast time moves uh, more than having a child <laughs> because you have like this tiny growing thing that changes right in front of your face and you're constantly asked like how old they are. So you're constantly ticking that calendar off. You know what I mean? <laughs> for sure. For sure. So it feels like she's a little, she's a little reminder of how fleeting all of this is. Um, so honestly, this is a little cheesy, but uh, I've been really thinking about how to be, present in the moment more, um, whether that means not making plans for the future. Like I'm a, I'm a super forward thinking person. Like I'm already thinking about her birthday party in April. I'm thinking about, um, the summer months, what we're going to be doing. And also because I'm a millennial and I'm a, you know, self-employed creator, I'm always on my phone. I'm, I'm always thinking about what I could Kind of similar to what you're saying, always thinking about what I could be using that time for that isn't mm -hmm. just being, you know, yep. um, I, I'm a huge multitasker to a fault. And like, so it's, it's hard for me just to be, um, and parenting, but also life, you know, being really connected with time moving so fast has made me really want to hone in on that skill of not needing anything else in that moment, not really needing the time to pass faster or slower, not needing to be in the future, not wanting to be in the past um, and just having enough right, right where I am. Um, and yeah, that's my, one of my goals for the year. I love that. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that I was you know, I went through that like leadership, like self growth thing a few years ago that was like really transformational yeah. for me. I, I like went through a whole program. And one of the things we had to do was like define our values for ourselves. And one of mine was presence, right? Like, cause like I, I really enjoy being like in the moment. And I've also found that that is the hardest value for me to live in. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like, because like there are so many distractions available to us. And also because like, I don't know, the world's not great right now. So like being present in yeah. it can sometimes be 
can feel like unsafe or uncomfortable. Um, so I really appreciate that one too. Cause it, it's something that I have wanted to be working on or like have yeah. been continuing to try to work on with, with mixed results, I would say. Yes. Um, it's, it's almost cliche. <laughs> like it, I, I can see it on like a mug somewhere in like yeah. a kitschy shop, you know, be here, you know, presence I have a mug is that says the that, I swear to God. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> I, at the same time, I just feel how, how fast everything is going. And I know that in a, in a blink of an eye, my daughter's going to hopefully, if we're lucky, you know, going to be moving out and graduating and, and not want to spend her every waking moment with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, uh, she, man, she's obsessed with me right now. I'm like, well, get a grip girl. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? <laughs> oh, why are you so obsessed um, with me? <laughs> yeah. But also I want to say, um, because I think this is something get, that gets thrown around in like parenting you know, communities a lot. This is, this goal isn't just about the fact that I have a child. Like it's, it's, it's about my relationship. It's about my friendships. It's about my sense of stability in my body, in my home. Um, it, you know, being present too makes you not like lust after other people's lives or their belongings or, you know, their finances or whatever. So yep. that's, that's the one I'm going to work on the most this year. Cute. I love that. Thanks. Okay, we have. Do you have one more? I have one more. I, I have one more. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> two <laughs> okay. goals. Two goal minimum. <laughs> yeah, love it. Okay, so mine also this year is uh, not locking my knees when I stand. <laughs> <laughs> that you, I swear to God, you've said that before. I have. That has uh, been on a list before. No, it has been. Uh, <laughs> I chronically lock my knees when I stand, um, and and. Doing this reminder to myself is not just about like me locking my knees. It's also about reminding myself that I'm in a body and that I should be like aware yeah. of like what I'm doing inside of that body. And so when I find myself like with my standing there with my knees locked, it's always like, oh, I'm like totally in my head right now. Like I yeah, am not thinking gone. about. Right. So then it's a reminder for me to be like, it's more of like a like an intentional check in for myself to be like, what yeah. am I doing with my knees at this moment? And then being like, of course they're locked. All right. So unlock them, put your shoulders back, right? Like what's going on in the body rather than like just being constantly in my head. So that's my yeah. other one. And has been, was my, was my resolution last year. And <laughs> again, not super successful in it, but that's fine. That's all right. <laughs> I, honestly, that's, that's part of the lesson there too, is that like, yep. we're not going to like walk through this magical threshold of the new year and become like a hashtag better me or whatever. It's just, we're just constantly working. It never stops. I think my second goal, it's like, it's in opposition of my first goal because it's a professional one that would take <laughs> me away from my family in my present moment. And it uh -huh. is a thought that like occupies me when I'm trying to like relax and be just there. Um, I have, I have plotted out an entire novel. I have plotted the whole thing out mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I had some momentum over the summer, but man, you know, I'm the primary caretaker for our child. She only goes to daycare a couple of days a week. So it's hard. It's just hard. <laughs> it's just so hard to like carve out the time to, to do that. But it's just, I think this is going to be my locking the knees goal for the next like five to 10 years of my life uh -huh. where every year the goal is going to be finish that damn novel. So <laughs> I love it. Just a little bit of an accountability, like, you know, telling our community that like, 
I need, I need like, I need you to wag your fingers at me and be like, are you writing your book? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Okay, great. I will will check in on you. Yeah, thanks. You know what I was thinking is that we, you and I have a actual tangible professional goal for the month of January um, that we should start the 2024 season of JBU off with. Um, Y'all know we've been doing this for five and a half years. We've had a Patreon for, you know, four of those years or whatnot. And um, we're just, we're creating just a little bit more of an intentional push to gain some Patreon subscribers in the month of January. Um, We're, you know, we don't have a paid network. We don't get paid to do this outside of the work that we put into it, which is, you know, selling ads and pushing our Patreon. And those things allow us to keep the content like 90% free for you, (laughs) or it's a hundred percent free if you don't want to participate in any of this. Um, but, uh, it just, we just wanted, we haven't talked about the Patreon in a while and, and we wanted to take an opportunity to like revamp it or or sharpen it just a little bit. Um, and, and remind you what that, what a Patreon subscription would mean to us. Um, so Right now, you can get a Patreon subscription to support Just Break Up for $5 a month is the minimum. And I love Patreon because you can cancel it anytime. It's a platform that supports creators. So you can subscribe for one month. You can subscribe for the whole year. You can cancel anytime. You can also, you know, choose what level you you want the subscription. So um, I think it's like a very user-friendly app. Um, and... For five bucks, uh, you get access immediately. You get immediate access to the entire back catalog of every Patreon episode we've made to date. It's not something that starts fresh when you pre- you know when you, you you don't just get the episodes that we make after you subscribe. You immediately get the whole back catalog. Um, you also get access to the weekly bonus episode that we make. It comes out every Wednesday. It's it's just like our primary episodes, but we often like dive deeper into topics, get a little bit more personal because it's behind a paywall <laughs> and none of my family is going to pay that $5. <laughs> yeah, that's real. <laughs> um, uh, and you also get access to our, um, we're changing it up, but you're going to get access to our monthly just break up office hours, which is once a month, Sam and I um, send everybody a zoom link. We hang out on zoom with whoever wants to come and we answer your questions live. So like if you've submitted a question to our show and we haven't answered it, or if you just want like our humble musings on something, something that day, you can come hang out with us on the office hours. And then, you know, so that's $5 a month. If you want to pay it more, you can, there's another level at $10 um, in which you get everything that I just said. And you get these three primary episodes that come out on the feed, you know, whatever app you're listening to it. You get all those ads, uh, all those episodes ad free and you get them all on Monday. So like if you don't like the new format where we do the three letters throughout the week, you can get all three letters on Monday ad free. You don't have to fast forward through the ads or whatever you do. Um, and you get access to the bonus episodes, the back catalog and the just break up office hours. So it's obviously like you get a lot. And I just wanted to say like really quickly, I've pushed Sam and Spencer a couple of times to be like, y'all, you know, we're like in an inflation period and like (laughs) you can't get anything for $5 a month. And we've They've always talked me down from like upping our price and we've decided that we want to keep it at this $5, $10 level because we think it's really accessible and we really love that this show is free and or very accessible to you. 
But just to give you like a great picture, this that five dollars goes directly to Sam and Spencer and I. Um, right. You know, Patreon takes a very small cut. So, but but other than that, you could sort of picture like you're giving Sam, Spencer, and I each what a dollar seventy five each, a dollar fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So if you like our content. If you have walked around with like a piece of our advice and applied it to your life, if you've been listening for years or just a couple of weeks um, and you like what we're putting out into the world, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Do you want to tell them a little about the goal that we have for January and then we'll get into the letter? Yeah, uh, we are hoping to get 100 more patrons this month. Um, and again, this is a goal that we've kind of set for ourselves to help make sure that this podcast continues to be sustainable for us. Um, but we want this to be, you know, community funded because it's important for us to make sure that we're doing this in a way that's in alignment with our values. And the best way that we can do that is by having you all support the content that you're getting, uh, from us and have been getting from us for the last five years. Uh, so, please, uh, please consider joining us on Patreon. Um, it's really, really meaningful for us. Uh, and we love this show. We're going to continue to do this show and we're going to continue to do it, uh, in ways that are, you know, in alignment with who we are and what we want to see in the world. Um, and if you appreciate that and want to be part of that, then, uh, you can do that, but we can stop talking about our Patreon, but just know that like we're pushing it because it's important. And, uh, we appreciate you all listening and making the decision to come support us on it. Yeah. So you can check that all out at patreon.com slash just break up pod. Nope. Just break up pod. Um, I'm sure it's in the show notes. Um, yeah. As Sam said, we don't need to spend more time on it. And I honestly didn't even plan that plug, but I was like, oh, that's like an actual (laughs) tangible goal that we have. So, uh, seriously. All right. Would you like to answer the very first question of 2024 in the Just Breakup universe? Yes. I'm so glad it's about penises. All right. Today, we're going (laughs) to, our letter today comes from Sad and Confused, whose pronouns are she, her, who's writing from Conflicted USA. Hi, SNS. I'm a longtime listener and have used your advice from other people's letters in countless situations, but something recently happened that has me in a pickle. My partner, Kay, he, him, and I have been in a relationship for two and a half years. He's a fantastic partner, understanding and uplifting with similar interests and morals to me. He recently made a joke about dick size, maybe problematic, but not the point of this story. And I responded with something like, well, it wouldn't matter to me because I really don't feel anything during P and V sex. I thought he knew this. We have sex regularly and he always fingers me before or after until I orgasm. But he was shocked and very sad after I said that, saying he had no idea that I didn't get any pleasure from him inside me. I reassured him that I love doing it for the intimate connection and I do occasionally feel some pleasure, but he's still very sad. I've listened to your podcast enough to know that nothing is wrong with me for not loving regular sex. And Kay assured me that I don't need to be sorry because I didn't do anything wrong but I still don't know what to do or how to feel. When we fight, I either feel righteously angry or think of ways I can do better next time. This time, I'm not mad at him for feeling sad about this, and there's not really anything I can change about what I enjoy. The way we were having sex worked so well for both of us, so I don't want to lose it. What if he doesn't get turned on anymore, knowing that I'm not? 
Is he wrong for being upset? On the surface, this seems like toxic masculinity. However, in many ways, he defies toxic masculinity, so I don't see how that plays much of a role here. But I guess it sneaks into all of our brains. He's just sad and shocked. I probably should have said something less harsh, like, I prefer other types of sex anyway, but I didn't, and there's not really any going back. What do I do now? I'm so sad that this happened and worried it will affect us forever. Thanks for reading Sad and Confused. Oh, sad and confused. Thank you so much for writing and for trusting us with this letter. I'm so excited to answer this letter, especially the as the first one of 2024, um, because it, you know, on the surface, I think you, you know, you said something that is that hurt your partner's feelings. And I think one of the most fruitful places where we can grow isn't when we've been hurt. <laughs> it's when we've been the person who has done the hurting. Um, and I, I, I appreciate the sort of analysis that you've done in this in terms of like recognizing that there are Anytime we talk about sex, anytime we talk about like gender identity and and whatnot, we're always going to be combating, um, you know, the systems that have made us what we are, the systems of oppression. We, we're going to be combating sexism and how we've we've sort of made sex into this pe penis centric thing, you know, and we're always going to be unpacking um toxic masculinity because it shows up in every way whatsoever. And also I think what's at the core of this is your partner's real and valid feelings. Um, his sense of self, his sense of um, comfort and safety in your sexual partnership. So um, I know that I just went all over there, but uh, we are going to dive into some ways that you can hopefully um, fix anything that's been sort of damaged in this, in the safety that you've built in your relationship. Um, we're going to talk about ways in which maybe this is toxic masculinity or maybe not. And most importantly, we're going to talk about how to um, apologize and what to do after the apology doesn't ne necessarily f make things better right away. Right. But first we're going to take a very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabric 
fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Um, So... I think that the the kind of the long and short of what is happening here is that you said something that um, was meant as a joke and that was received as not a joke, right? Like uh, this sort of moment in, I think that happens in probably lots of relationships. It's, it's certainly happened in mine where it's like, haha, we're having like a fun sort of like back and forth. And then suddenly somebody's feelings actually get really hurt. Um, and you know, I think, I think it's important that we consider talking about toxic masculinity and the ways in which like people who have penises are like, so fixated on those penises and like what it means about them in terms of like their identity or their worth as a human, (laughs) right? Absolutely. And like, I, we could have a very long conversation about that. And I want to, I want to create space for the fact that your partner is, is, Responding in ways that I think are really, are really enlightened is not the right word. Um, your partner is responding sense. in ways, yeah, that are that are that are kind of combating that, right? Like he's not saying that you're doing anything wrong. He's not saying that like this is the only type of sex he ever wants to have, and he can't believe that you won't don't like it or whatever, right? Like he's not sort of responding in a way that feels toxically masculine, but he is responding in a, in a very human way, which is to say that 
you know, he was having sex with you thinking that you really enjoyed it. And then it turns out that you didn't. <laughs> and I think like, no matter what kind of the type of sex that we were having or, or all of the, you know, even if it wasn't P and V sex, if somebody found out, right, like, oh, this thing that we've been doing isn't, isn't working well for you. And I had no idea. I think that lots of people would feel really hurt by that. Yeah. And, and especially being told in the manner that he found out, right? Like, oh, we're just kind of bringing this up as like a joke. So I want to create space that I, for the idea that like, I don't think that he's overreacting. I don't think that like he is, um, you know, being practicing toxic masculinity, right? Like, I don't know what's in his brain or in his body. So I don't know how that's connected to his understanding of his penis and like what it means about him. And also like, if there were some of that happening, I wouldn't blame him given the things that were taught about our bodies as people who have penises. And it sounds like he's really trying to approach this in a way that isn't about like the toxic masculinity stuff and is actually about like what he's feeling in this. Um, and that's kind of the reality is that like you said something and that, and that thing hurt his feelings. Um, and I, I totally understand this impulse, uh, to be like, oh, I did something wrong. And now what if I lose everything or I need to make everything perfect? Can we just go back to the way that things were? And, and I think that that's really understandable. And I think that's probably an impulse that lots of us feel when we've done something yeah. wrong, right? Like that immediately, like, oh, can I just put it back in my mouth? Like I, I didn't, I didn't mean to say it that way or, or Man, I shouldn't have said so it. There are so many underlying, <laughs> underlining penis jokes that I want to make during this. <laughs> You were like, let's get to the long and short of it. And then you just I know, made I was, a, put it I was in gonna, your mouth, man. Like, just, <laughs> I'm trying to be mature in 2024. <laughs> Is that your other resolution that we didn't talk about? Um, yeah. Yeah. And so like. And, and the reality is, is that like, sometimes we say shit that makes our partners feel bad and we can't just like fix it. Right. We can't yeah, just make everyone yeah. feel good again. We can't undo the thing that we've done. And, and we kind of just have to sit in the discomfort of knowing that we can hurt someone intentionally or not, or live in the discomfort of the idea that like our actions might have consequences that are, that we didn't foresee or that we didn't mean to happen. Um, and, and I want to create the space for the idea that that is an okay thing to be happening in a relationship. I think that we're kind of taught that like in order to manage conflict effectively, in order to apologize effectively, like everyone has to feel good at the end, right? Like everyone's got to be like, oh, great. I accept your apology and now everything's good, fine and dandy. I won't ever, I won't, re I won't remember that this happened and I'll never have a feeling about it again. But that's not how people work. And, and apologizing, trying to atone, trying to hold people's complexity means that sometimes the discomfort has to continue for longer than just, I apologize and now we're good. We have to manage the reality that we've done something hurtful and that that hurtful thing's not just going to go away. It will lessen with time and we can be intentional about it, but we can't pretend like it didn't happen and we can't go back to the time before the thing happened. And that's not a reasonable expectation of our, the people that we're trying to make amends with. It's also not an, a reasonable expectation of us either, right? Cause you're holding on to guilt about this and that's not going to go away with just an apology either. Right? Like that also needs to be tended to. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with everything Sam said. And, and I want to say like, um, I think Sam described it as a joke, um, and I just want to clarify like that. I didn't read it as a joke. I think it just 
like like you said that you literally thought that your partner knew this that you 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 thought that there was an unsaid understanding that like p and v sex was like fine but wasn't what would like get you to the home plate you know um so so in your mind the way i interpret it in your mind you were just participating in the conversation in in the through the realm that made sense to you you know um and then it's so shocking and and almost frustrating at times when you're like oh wait a minute what i was trying to say wasn't interpreted as that or what i was trying to say actually landed in in a way that i didn't anticipate whatsoever but of course we know that um impact is often more important than our intentions or you know a balance of the two and and i would agree with what sam said that like I think your boyfriend is allowed to feel hurt in this because even though as we all are, he is a product of a patriarchy. You know what I mean? He's also your intimate partner, um, a, a complex and emotional being who was, has been in this two and a half year physical, intimate, vulnerable relationship with you. And if we could just like turn it on its head for a moment and if you guys were having a conversation about like, I don't know, vulvas or something, or I, you know, actually don't know your genitals. I don't care to know them um, uh, because of like privacy, not because of any other reason. <laughs> um, you know, if he, if he made a comment that surprised you and caught you off guard about you and your body and his pleasure of your body that you didn't know of for the past two plus years, like, I'm I'm only painting that so you have the perspective of like of perhaps why his hurt is manifesting in the way that it is. Um, you know, penis and vagina sex is so centered, you know, in our culture. Particularly penises are like are the they are the sun <laughs> in the universe of sex and everything has like orbits around them. Um, and that's like so annoying to me. Um, and also your boyfriend happens to have a penis and uses it and it, his emotional response to your experience of it is valid to an extent. Not that it's, I think it's valid period. Why I added the to extent is that like, he, he is also going to have to be responsible for figuring out what his, how he moves past this, you know, because we can hold on to our hurt forever. Um, or he can see you in just as you're going to see him in his full humanity and like validate his hurt. He has to see you in your full humanity and recognize that this was truly an accident that landed wrong, but we all make mistakes and you and, you know, nothing is changing about what you enjoy sexually. Like nothing, nothing, is, nothing has to change. Maybe we will have to work to rebuild that sense of trust and vulnerability that comes with sex. But like, you know, I think you can have conversations with him about how pleasure can ebb and flow in relationships, but not just that, like we all perform for our partners in a way whether that be literally performatively or else we perform things, you know, like, I don't know, oral sex, like some people get off on giving oral sex 
and other people just do it because their partner gets off. Like that's, <laughs> that's pretty normal. Uh-huh. And so can you, what I would suggest is have an intimate, vulnerable conversation with him in which you really validate the fact that your words landed on him in a way that really hurt him and really, really maybe damaged his sense of safety in your relationship. And you can say that just like that. You can say, I said those words in a flippant way, but I see how they landed on you. And I'm really so sorry because if I had ever in a million years imagined that they would hurt you in this way, I would have said them differently. And I'm really sorry. I own that. You know, it's 2024. We're owning that we are capable of making mistakes every single day. Um, and then you can say when, once, once that, that wound is, is acknowledged, you can start to work with him maybe in the same conversation, maybe not about, you know, like the oral sex comparison, the idea that like, it's okay that you do something that you don't dislike, but that doesn't like get you to orgasm or that you, if you had to like pick the number one sex thing, (laughs) you know, it wouldn't be that it has nothing to do with your pleasure or anti-pleasure of his penis. It's just, um, we all have, we all have different things that blows, blow our skirts up. You know, (laughs) we all have different yums. We really do. Yucks and yums. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I I also just want to add that, you know, we're talking about this in a way that kind of assumes that both of you are looking towards like, how do we manage moving past and through this situation? Right. Um, And I and from what you've told me of your partner. Right. It sounds like that's something that he's also interested in. And I just want to also say that, like, he also doesn't get to hold this over your head for forever. You know, right. Like we're we're really talking about this with the assumption that both of you are acting in good faith to come to some sort of conclusion that feels okay for both of you. Um, And he still gets to feel how he's going to feel about it. Right. But. But if that becomes something where it's like you can't not talk about it or like every time you have sex, he's like holding it over you or whatever. Right. Like then then we're getting into a place where we would have different advice. (laughs) But yeah, I think that you two, based on what you've told us from this letter, that you two are are capable of finding a way forward from this. And I think committing to having some of these conversations, these really crunchy and difficult conversations about what does, where does pleasure exist in our bodies? What are we okay with? What are we not okay with when it comes to how we want to engage in sex with each other? What are the things that really get you off that aren't P and V sex? What are the things that get him off that aren't P and V sex that you two can also think about and work on together? Yeah. Right. Like it feels like this is, this is a really challenging moment and it might also be a moment that can unlock different types of conversations about bodies and pleasure and how you two want to engage in intimacy with each other, as opposed to you to him assuming that P and V sex is working for you and you assuming that he knows that it's not right. Like, yes, exactly. Getting out of those assumptions and into something that is more actually attuned to what you two both want and find pleasurable and agree to do with each other in order to not just get each other off, but also to be in intimate relationship with each other. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think that's a beautiful place to wrap up. 
Um, my darling, we love you. Um, we love the the potential of this hurdle in your relationship to bring you closer to your partner. Um, and hey, like we all say things in a way that we wish we didn't, period. Oh my God, like at least once a week, I'm like, why did those uh, words come out of your mouth? <laughs> yeah, like why did I say, why did I raise my arrows in that specific way on that specific <laughs> word? Like why did I do that? Anyway, we just literally all do it. So, um, you know, forgive yourself and move forward with um, with genuineness and humility and hopefully you'll you'll be able to bridge this gap with him. Thank you so much for writing. Absolutely. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us or if you would like access to our monthly office hours, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, that's less than an Americano, uh, you can get access to all of those goodies. It's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and his music. And remember, it's 2024. We are no longer going to expect ourselves to be perfect. And because we shed ourselves of that impossible expectation, things like apologizing become easier because we recognize that we are human, that we are ever capable of fucking up. And that that's just a part of who we are, not in the way that you were told once, not in the way that you internalized for years, but in a much softer, more nutritious way. We are all capable of messing up and we are all equally capable of owning it and realigning ourselves with our values. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>